Hi, I'm Sneha Vakaria, host of this episode's Cost to Company. If you're listening to this, you will only be able to hear part of the episode. To hear the full version, click on any of the full episode links below. We also have those links in the show notes. Don't worry, it's still completely free and widely available, just not here. Now back to the show. Like what is an achievement you're worried you'll forget? Man. See, now I can't remember them. Mm. I can't remember what I've done. It's not mm. good. I have to start taking it down. And uh, like, okay, what is the smallest win you've had in the last week? Oh my God. The smallest win? This is just sad. My God. I, I think I'm someone who really needs a black document because I just live my life like a goldfish. Bruce Lee says this utterly enjoyable thing. Showing off is the fool's idea of glory. And he's right. Nobody likes the guy and he's not always but often a guy who situates himself in the middle of a party and enters into a monologue about his achievements. And nobody likes the person with Forbes 30 under 30 in their Instagram bio. But there's also the core human need to be seen understood, recognized, and thought worthy by those around us. And when it comes to work, there's material benefit, money, promotions, growth that can be gotten with just the right amount of showing off. So what is the right amount of showing off at work? What is worthy of recognition and what isn't? And what are some of the best ways to have our achievements seen, understood, recognized, and rewarded? And equally importantly, how can we be mindful about the work we do? We're always drowning in a flurry of tasks. We get pulled into things on the go. Our days and weeks coagulate like a blur. How do we take a moment to reckon with our work? The challenges we're up against and the things we get done in spite of them. How do we sidestep our own biases and the biases of others to see what we've really done? This is Cost to Company, the Ken's weekly podcast about work and workplaces. We tell you what's happening in your workplace before you hear it on Slack. I'm your host, Sneha. And this week, we'll talk about that document that goes by many names and comes in different forms. The appraisal, the hype document, the individual development plan, the one-on-one meetings document, the self-appraisal. This is an episode about the brag document. Theoretically speaking, it's supposed to be in a company's best interests to recognize, reward, and incentivize talent. Most businesses have some sort of mechanism to make sure it happens frequently enough, fairly enough, meaningfully enough. Some mechanisms are more familiar to us than others. So the process was pretty archaic, right? This is Ketan. Ketan manages marketing at a two-year-old startup called Zadil that's backed by Y Combinator and AWI. It's a hybrid and online event platform. I found that Ketan's a manager who leans heavily into his emotional intelligence in his managerial process. But you'll hear more about that in a bit. So somebody decided that, you know, this is an Excel sheet or a Google sheet. And uh, these are the fields that we want you to know about. And it would 
ask you all about what you've done over the past one year, right? So you will you would scramble through your Slack messages or emails or your Trello boards and do that whole process where you have to figure out what value you added and then kind of fill that form. Uh, you know, it, it took hours to fill that form because, you know, you thought that a lot of people will read it, they will pay due attention to it and, you know, you did your best. And then you hope for the best, right? So uh, pretty much similar to what I have seen across a lot of companies. Uh, you know, there are four or five fields where you have to justify your performance and your value to the organization. And uh, what what were the fields typically? So uh, there were things like what have you, what are your top four achievements of the last one year? Or uh, where do you see yourself in the next year? What are your goals? What are your ambitions? Uh, pretty uh, pretty <laughs> free form, open random stuff like that. It's the way most businesses do it. And yet only the rarest of manager does justice to this process. And come appraisal season, it doesn't always amount to much. Huh, yeah, we have to do this. So, okay, might as well get it done with. And for the longest time, right, most organizations believed in that bell curve appraisal, where even if you're good, you have to fit into the middle of the bell curve because there's only 5% at the top or 5% at the bottom. So, you know, you would generally avoid the 5% at the bottom. But, you know, huh, everybody's got 20%. So, chalo, take 20% types, right? And, you know, you would give it an effort that 25%, but most of the times it was kind of cast in stone. But yeah, a lot did get missed out. So for many of us, the process of having a body of work seen and recognized still involves annually writing a series of rushed personal essays in an Excel sheet and an understanding that even if the essays are eloquently argued, it may not amount to much. But if this is the kind of appraisal process you have, it may help to remember that there are worse. So in many years of being a journalist, we actually had no system of appraisals at all. This is Anu Bhuyan, a former journalist now heading content for an athleisure startup called Bliss Club. Uh, except for this one time in this one job when I got an appraisal and I think it was a measly sum of 3000 rupees. So that was actually really the only appraisal process that I'd ever had once before this. And it was also not a process where we were part of the discussion on the appraisal. Like we were not actually, it. we were not asked to talk about the work that we'd done and we were not actually given any feedback from the organization at all either. It was just a sort of, you know, like they give us Diwali, may they give us like Cadbury's chocolate. So like that, we once got 3000 rupees, yeah. And just to make you feel better, we'll also let you into another appraisal process from hell. So um, I used to work at this pretty well-known publishing company. It was my first job. I was there for like two-ish years. This is Aditi. Aditi is a colleague and an editorial designer at the Ken. We'll let her tell you the rest. So we were a team of about like 15 to 20 people and we had two managers. Both of them would uh, do this thing. There definitely was an Excel sheet on which like each person on the team would have a separate page and they would basically like uh, keep a track of every single mistake that you made. Um, and then they'll like kind of bring it up during appraisal season. The document itself was for recording like day-to-day -day mistakes that you made. Like, oh, she like sent this email out too late or this person like forgot to reply to something or like, and it'll be things like, oh, you forgot to copy me in an email to the UK. So in Aditi's appraisal process, the bar was perfection. And the manager sat down an employee during the appraisal and listed, with granularity and specificity, 
all the ways in which that bar has failed. Of course, most of Aditi's colleagues either quit or all but quit. Nobody ever got a promotion. Nobody ever got a meaningful raise. But even with better systems of appraisal, we miss so much of the real fabric of work, the real mark of talent. Like, do you have? Is there a particular skill of yours that you feel like got missed in in those appraisal cycles? So, in an organization, when an organization is growing. Um, uh, you have all, a lot of these different teams. You've got legal, you've got finance, you've got admin, you've got you know tens of teams, right? We're back to Ketan from Zadl. And uh, legal and finance teams are not easy to get work done from, right? Because they have so much on their plate on an hourly basis that it's nearly impossible. So one of my core strengths is that I can get things done from those teams because I go beyond that transactional thing, right? So. How do you, I you capture make that? You make friends. I make friends. Yeah, uh, that's that's my priority, right? I want to make friends first, and then I, when I empathize with them and understand why they can't do what I'm asking for them right now, they typically try to make an exception. Okay, yar, acha, abhi kar lete next time se dhyan rakhna. So things get done. But how do you bring something like that in an appraisal, right? Hmm. So yeah, that was something that I've always felt are soft skills, and it it's very underrated to get things done uh, in an organization, especially if it's moving, it's growing rapidly. How do you capture empathy in your appraisal? How do you document the softness with which you get work done? Asking people about their kids, the work of keeping a team's energy high and spirits afloat, sharing marginal improvements in process with colleagues, the stuff that actually helps with business goals. How can we have the small work we do, the emotional work, the work we do in affecting each other, seen, recognized and rewarded? Yeah, correct. So uh, I'll give you example. This so, is Ashwin who works in product at Misho. So I'm on the product side of things and we used to do a lot of variant testing as you call it, right? When I asked Ashwin what his wins at work have been in the recent past, he could rattle them off fluently and confidently. He did not fumble. Recently, for example, he helped automate a system to homogenize groups in his AB tests, a process that saves him time daily. His manager called it magical. and pretty soon his team members were asking him for the code he also recently did a competitor analysis that was useful to the product team he works in which he also explained to me fluently compellingly and in detail he made a useful suggestion at a meeting and his suggestion was appreciated and implemented by the team i, I was recently recognized for it okay so um, they do this by quarterly uh, all hands in which they give some sort You've reached the end of the first part of the podcast. To listen to the full episode, click on any of the full episode links on the page or head to the show notes and find those links. The episode is still completely free and widely available, just not here. Thank you for tuning in.